We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back. It is the Tuesday edition of the Field of 68 Best Bets podcast and Best Bets live stream. If you are listening to this in the podcast feed, just give us one moment as we are hitting retweet and making sure that people can fill up into the stream. Um, Jeffrey, how are you, sir? You're back home. I'm good to be home. You know, I, I should do one of those, what were they, like where where you were and where you are now or something like that in the picture because um, I was two days ago in, in the sun on the beach. And uh, last night when I got home, I, I shoveled a bunch of snow out back for my dog. So this sucks. <laughs> I can't wait to move in a year and a half somewhere warm. Um, Boston's great in the summer, in the spring, in the fall, but man, does it suck in the winter. Yeah. You don't, my only advice would be this. If you are going to move somewhere warm, yeah, make sure it's on the West coast because summers out there aren't that bad. Right. Summers. San Diego. San Diego is yeah. the place. Yeah. Right? Who can afford San Diego? Like I don't have Rob Doster money. You know, <laughs> no one has Rob. No one has Rob, no has Rob Dawson money. <laughs> but hey, hey you know what? You look. The, the bottom line is this: if you keep hitting on your bets here on this live stream, good point. Then yeah, you could. You're you're almost to the point where you could put down a down payment on a house, right? With the, with the winnings I mean, that you I, have. On every, uh, if I played every game so far and put down like ten grand on every game, right now I'd be up like a hundred grand. <laughs> well, first of all, no, you wouldn't, because there's the rake. You you probably be up, be up right, like I'd be up eighty like, grand, yeah, something like that. You wouldn't be up a hundred grand. I'm like twelve over five hundred or something. We we need to get Bradley with the updated um, the updated numbers. Maybe he'll text him to us if he's watching right now. But I'm telling you, I, I think I'm I don't know somewhere around 10, 12 games over five hundred. Yeah, you got to be at you got to be at a winning percentage of about fifty two point three percent to be to be profitable to be able to go to San Diego. Yeah, well, to be able to, percentage to be able to, to retire in San Diego. That's all. Can you do those numbers for me? A, a lot higher than it is right now. <laughs> a lot higher than it is right now. All right. So uh, before we get into tonight's slate, I know that you uh, you have an opinion on the whole John Calipari and Cam Fletcher kerfuffle. If people have not been paying attention, um, Cam Fletcher was, I guess, asked to leave the Kentucky team and go home to – uh, kind of get his mind right. I, I mean, Cal threw him under the bus a little bit. Um, a little he put bit? something out on uh, on Twitter. My, he clarified the reasons why he put out the statement that he did is because 
media members had gotten hold of the information and he wanted to get out ahead of it and, and put out a reason why Cam Fletcher was taking some time away from the program. But um, I don't know what you, I, I know you have a take on it. I don't have the tweets in front of me, but uh, tell, me, tell me what you think. Okay. Let go me ahead. read the tweets real quick. Um, from Cal Perry yesterday at about 1130 yesterday morning, we've asked Cam Fletcher to take some time and step away from the team. He needs to reflect and do some soul searching to get his priorities in order. Any attitude or actions that are detrimental to this team will not be tolerated, and that goes for everyone on the team. Um, we have a culture here that's been built over the last 11 years, and it will not change. Through good times and bad, this culture is meant to change individuals and change maturity levels. This hurts our team, but this is about Cam and his future. I talked to Cam and his mother, and they know I care about him and love him, but they also understand that there are changes that need to be made. It's his job to decide whether he can perform this within this culture, both on and off the court. Wow. I, I, I got to say, Rob, I have not seen this in all my years of doing this. Somebody publicly, a coach, a high-profile coach uh, like John Calipari, come, I haven't seen any coach do this, and crush a player like this, a freshman nonetheless. Like if this was a senior, maybe, right, and they built up a, a trust level or relationship over the years – but to absolutely publicly humiliate Cam Fletcher like this, and and maybe people are going to think I'm being soft. I, I think you do it behind closed doors. You do not do this publicly and absolutely, again, throw this kid under the bus. Uh, it's a complete bullshit maneuver by John Calipari. And I think he should come out today and apologize and say, hey, listen, my bad. I screwed up. I should have kept this in-house because that's what I want my players to do. Keep it in-house. And, and we're going to we're going to get on him. We're going to try to help him here. Um, we're going to send him home. What, what? All he had to do is put out a statement, Rob. Hey, you know what? Cam Fletcher has been suspended um, for undisclosed, you know, whatever. You, you don't even have to say suspended. You could just say right, Cam Fletcher right. is taking a leave of absence from the program, blah, Protect blah, blah, blah. Protect the blah. kid. Protect the kid here. That's your job here is to, to have this kid who, again, is a freshman, a freshman playing in a pandemic right now. Bullshit, John Calipari. Grow up. Like, be a coach. Be a leader. Don't throw this kid under the bus. Try to help him. And, and now everybody has a, a view of Cam Fletcher, whether it's right or wrong, that, that to me just shouldn't be out there. Yeah, it really it taints the picture of him as a kid because Cal's never done this before. So it makes you think, like, okay, what did Cam Fletcher do to get John Calipari to – uh, to railroad me like this. Like, why is John Calipari finally, for like the first time in 11 years, coming out publicly and ripping one of his players? Like, yeah, I, I don't. Because he's one in five, Rob? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to put thoughts in John Calipari's head. I know that you're perfectly willing to do it, but well, it doesn't. I, I just, I've never seen this before. And no, in full disclosure, I don't get along with John Calipari. That doesn't mean I don't have a ton of respect for what he's been able to build in lesson in Kentucky. And a lot of the players that absolutely love him and revere him that have left the program, whether it's Memphis, Kentucky, UMass. I just think this one was extremely ill-advised, period. Yeah, so there is some kind of background here, right? So it was the the Notre Dame game. Cam Fletcher played like three minutes in the first half and got lost like two or three times defensively, and, and Cal noticed. And he said something about it in the press conference after the game. I don't think that he mentioned Cam by name. But it was very obvious who he was talking about because he said we have guys making mistakes and 
then they don't play in the second half. And Cam Fletcher made like three defensive mistakes in a row and didn't play in the second half. So it was very obvious who he was talking about. And then against um, North Carolina, he played, what did he play, like three minutes? And then there was like, he had a, he had like a little bit of a meltdown on the bench. I mean, there was a, they showed clips of him that looked like he was crying into a towel. Um, on and then the he bench. apologized publicly mm-hmm. on Twitter. He apologized for it all. So something else must have happened. There's, there's got to be something that we don't know about that's going on there. Um, but to your point, I, I don't know if that's the right way to handle it. Um, but again, like we don't know exactly what happened that forced Cal to do this. Like maybe, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to speculate on what could have happened, but no, we have um, no idea. We have no yeah. idea. We don't, we don't have to speculate on it. It doesn't matter what happened, Rob. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. This is a freshman. Again, this isn't an NBA player. This isn't even a senior in college. This is a freshman who is, you know, six games into his college career in the middle of a pandemic. And these kids are going through enough. John Calipari is the adult in the room here. Act like the adult in the room. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, you got anything else? Any other coaches you want to throw under the bus? Any other coaches you want to rip? Uh, you feeling you feel, you want to you want to accuse any other players of faking injuries? You, no, you want to take shots at Coach K? No. Like, do you have anything to say about Kyrie Irving right now? Like, get it Kyrie, all. Yeah. Kyrie starts out tonight. I'm excited. I wonder if he's gonna to to you know do his thing again. I am excited though. Golden State, um, Brooklyn tonight, big game. NBA starting up, doubleheader. Uh, should be fun. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have that on one TV and couple college games on the other TVs and uh, I'm excited for tonight. Big, big day. I'm, I'm excited as well. Uh, before we get into tonight's play, I just want to let you know about the official odds provider of the Field of 68 Media Network. The 2021 college basketball and now NBA season is here. The teams around the country took the offseason to retool and revamp and they have hit the court. DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, has rolled out another one of their can't-miss offers. Trying DraftKings Sportsbook is easy, so what are you waiting for? Get in on the action now to celebrate the return of hoops. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new players 100 to 1 odds on any featured matchup this week. All you have to do is bet $1 on one of the featured matchups, and if your team wins, you cash a crisp $100. The other thing that they're doing this week, is for the opening night of the NBA season, they are giving you uh, plus 100 odds for any team with a plus 75 line. So you basically, they're basically, they're basically guaranteeing you a win to double your money, which isn't bad. They're giving they're giving money away tonight. It's bad, it's really they're giving bad. money. They're giving money away tonight. So sign up on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code Field Six Eight. To get the one hundred to one odds boost, uh, I'm sorry, the one hundred to one odds on any featured matchup this week. DraftKings is safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and they make it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. So download the top-rated DraftKings sportsbook app now and use the promo code Field Six Eight when you sign up to get one hundred to one odds on any featured matchup. That's code Field Sixty Eight. For new players to get a shot at $100 on any featured matchup this week for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania residents only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Jeffrey, we got a fun slate of hoops tonight. Um, I want to open up with the biggest game. uh, That is West Virginia 
at Kentucky, a pair Kansas. of top 10 teams, Kansas. a pair of yeah, I'm sorry. West Virginia at Kansas. I haven't had enough coffee at this morning. West Virginia at Kansas. Uh, Kansas is laying a point and a half. That total is 140.5. Fog Allen Fieldhouse, not going to be full. The referees, not going to be intimidated by the fans. Uh, two top 10 teams. I, I just, I'm, I'm really excited for this matchup, even though it's probably going to be one of those games where you see 45 turnovers combined, somewhere around 50,000. We may not get out of the 50s. What do you like there? Kansas. Kansas at Fog Allen. You know he's going to come up big in this one, right? Your boy, David McCormick. David McCormick is going to have his breakout game right now, tonight, against big uh, – well, what, what do you call Big Sheep? Big Sheep, baby. Big Sheep and Derek Culver. Nobody's going to be bigger than David McCormick tonight. And, uh, and I, I just – listen, again, it's, it's a point and a half um, at Fog Allen for a team that I think – Again, has some warts, but who doesn't? You know, West Virginia has them also. And I don't know. I again, I just feel like I don't, I don't love Kansas, but I just feel like they they're going to grind it out. They're going to win this one. It's going to be close. Probably going to be in the what in the sixties. I could see like a 65, 61 uh, final, but I'll take Kansas if it's only a point and a half. I I like West Virginia, and I like the West Virginia money line in this spot. Um, because I just think that this is about the worst possible matchup for Kansas. Um, and the reason I say that is West Virginia's bigs can can get out and play on the perimeter. They can get out and guard on the perimeter. We've seen Big Sheeve like 45 feet away from the basket out there denying ball reversals. Um, we've seen uh, Derek Culver, the way that he can kind of move his feet on the perimeter. I think that Gabe Wasaboyan might be the most underrated defender in all of college basketball. That dude is like 6'7", 240 pounds, and he yeah. can guard anyone from point guards to centers. Like quite literally, he can guard one through five. And the whole the whole reason why we're seeing Kansas kind of have the success is that they've gone with this like small ball lineup with Jalen Wilson at the five and kind of four guards out there. And – I don't know if that can work against a team that can play as big as West Virginia does while um, still while being able to still, guard, yeah, still being able guys. to like match up. So I, I, I tend to lean towards West Virginia in this spot. Um, and the other part of it is like one thing that I've, I've kind of found a little bit of success in so far this year is, is taking small road dogs. Like normally I don't like to do that, but, I have not seen a change in the way that these lines are coming out. Yeah, so for people, that, that, real quick, my process when it comes to like picking these games is I wake up, I go through, I compare all of the Kempom lines to all of the betting lines, and if there's something where there's like a, a, a very big difference, I kind of dive deeper into it a little bit and see um, and see if anything makes sense, just to kind of get a feel for what the slate is, for what uh, what some of the the numbers think of them as. And it's it's all like this is all anecdotal, but all of the lines are basically still in line with what Kempom is projecting. Now, maybe Kempom has tweaked his his formula a little bit for yeah. predicting these games and measuring teams uh, because there is no home court advantage. But that doesn't strike me as the kind of thing that he would do right. without a data point. So, um, if we're getting the same line more or less, then wouldn't it make sense? to try to take advantage of the value where road teams are not necessarily going to have uh, a disadvantage. Like they're not playing in a like a home court advantage. Right. So I kind of, I, I want to, I want to keep betting these like road, small road dogs because 
for the most part, Vegas gives you three points for a home court advantage. So if a team is getting a point and a half on the road, it generally means that that the odds makers, the DraftKings, um, values them as the better team. This year. It's probably the home court is probably closer to two, if I had to guess. So they're saying yeah. this is a pick em game. Yeah, more or less is what they're saying. So I'm going to take the team that I think is the better team. And I honestly think West Virginia is a better team than Kansas right now. All right. All right. That's fair. I mean, again, I, I think this one could go uh, either way. Second best game of the day, Rob, uh, has to be the battle, uh, the ACC battle between Carolina and NC State. Maybe it's not the, the sexiest matchup because NC State hasn't done a ton yet. But anytime Carolina plays at NC State, it, it, part of the reason it's so good is because of the NC State fans and the crowds. Yes. And obviously, yes. NC State's not going to have that advantage either. How much is that going to affect them? Because they are a, uh, I don't know if mean-spirited group is the right term for NC State fans, but they, they certainly can be. They can certainly be uh, uh, over the line at times. I've, 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 I've sensed that myself at times. But let's let's uh, just say they get after it. That's probably the, the nicest way to say it. They, they get definitely after it. get after it. And, and, they get and after I think it. Right now, the line is Carolina favored by one. I think it opened with NC State as a slight favorite. Um, listen, Carolina is the better team here. So, like, how do you not go with Carolina right now, giving one? I know it's down the road in, in Raleigh, but, like, how do you not take Carolina in this game? It almost looks like one of those – that sucker uh, Northwestern Michigan State mm -hmm. uh, line that I had the other night that I screwed up on which was only seven, and then Northwestern blasted them by 15. I, I, I'm scared of this one, so I'm not, I'm not touching it. Yeah, I, I think I'm probably going to stay away from it as well. I, I think I like North Carolina State here a little bit. It's, it's, I'm worried about the size inside, right? Like we saw North Carolina just abuse Kentucky inside, get all of their bigs in foul trouble, yeah. foul them all out, and then pull away because they, had, they were going up against like – uh, I don't even remember who was on the floor at the end for Kentucky, but they just had, it was like Nobody. Jacob Toppin was at the five yeah. and, and North Carolina's big. They got every yeah. rebound. Jacob Toppin trying to guard Dayron Sharp in the paint and box Not him bad. out was just like, a, a, it was like uh, your daughter trying to box you out from getting yeah. the last donut. <laughs> like you're getting that donut no matter what. Um, and I don't like, I don't, I don't know if I really trust, uh, North Carolina State's bigs. Like, they've had a little bit of issues on the defensive glass so far this year, and they haven't really played anybody, right? But the thing that they do better than anything else this season, better than almost anybody else in the country, is forced turnovers. They're 30th nationally um, in turnover percentage defensively, and, you know, North Carolina's young guards, they like to give the ball away. They've turned the ball over on almost 22% of their possessions. So um, I, I, that's kind of what it's going to come down to for me is – Will North Carolina State be able to force turnovers? Um, because if you force a turnover, Jeff, you know what's not going to happen? You're not getting a shot up, and you're not getting a shot at an offensive rebound. So uh, I do kind of think that it comes down to that, is how effective are North Carolina's guards against NC State's uh, ball pressure and 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 uh, trying to force turnovers. So uh, I don't know if I want to trust young guards in the road, but I also don't know if I want to – uh, not trust Caleb Love and R.J. Davis to kind of eventually – like they're going to figure it out eventually, right? Good. Yep, they're going to be good. They're just not there yet. Um, so it's a pure uh, stay away for me. If, yep, if like, Gun to my head, I would probably take NC State at home and just take the extra value on the money line, yeah. but I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't love the spot. I'm not – it's not – Mitchell, what it's not one love? of my picks. Don't write it down for me. It's not one of my picks. What do you um, love? 
So Louisville minus three at Pitt is just the the quintessential bounce back spot. Louisville got smashed on the road. Yep. Just just obliterated by Wisconsin. Embarrassed. And embarrassed. Yeah. Without Carly and Jones. Without Carly Jones. And the thing about it is, um, you know, Luke Hancock is on the uh, the Floyd Street Finest podcast with Jeff Greer, our uh, our Louisville podcast. And what he was talking about is how how difficult it is when you are expecting because. Full disclosure, like we knew um, a little bit beforehand that Carlique was going to be out, but it wasn't a long time beforehand. Like it was within like 15 hours of tip that they were finding out that Carlique wasn't going to be there. So Louisville kind of prepared for a while, hoping that he was going to be uh, out of contact tracing and ready to play and they could find a way to get him on the floor. And they get there and it's like, no, we like you can't do it. It's not possible. It's against, uh, it's against COVID protocols. Like it's not going to happen. So, um, when you are expecting to have a guy that is so important to what you do be out there with you and he's not out there, like that changes a lot of things in the way that you're going to run things. And Carleek is just, he's so important because he's the point guard, but it also takes so much pressure off of David Johnson to be able to let him kind of be like a secondary playmaker. And the reason why Louisville is awesome is because they have those two guards and they are, we, we, we talked about this before the Wisconsin game. Carleek and David Johnson together is one of the best backcourts in college basketball. Now, without Carleek, it just takes away so much of what makes them dangerous. So that's a long way of saying just like Louisville buy low bounce back spot. Like I minus three is just is is way, way, way too low for me. Like I, I make that line at like no, six. I'm, I'm I'm on the Louisville uh train there. Carleek Jones, I had as a third team preseason all American. He's their most important player by far. He can not only uh take pressure off David Johnson, but he can score the ball. He's one of the few guys who can jump up a level or two. Um as a transfer and still be as effective. So uh, I'm with you with Louisville on that one. Maybe my favorite play. I just, I just put in the Louisville bet, by the way, because I'm sitting here and I'm like, that, that line's going to change. Yeah. There, there have been times where during our live stream, the so, lines have actually changed. Like really? while we were sitting here live. Listen to you. I mean, you have a lot of juice, Rob. You don't understand <laughs> how much juice you have. So, you Today. know, what was wild. I, I when you broke that news about Carleek on Sunday, do yeah. you know how fast the line moved? The yeah. line went from Wisconsin minus five and a half. I think you broke it. I, I was tracking it. You broke it at 1114 before noon tip, 1114 Easter yeah. time, right? And you broke it as I was getting in the car to drive home from Wegmans on a shopping trip. So I drive home and it's 10 minutes. By the time I pull in my driveway, that line is eight and a half. I get inside and I unbag the groceries and the line is 10. It went up to 10? It went up to 10. You changed that line four and a half points in 15 minutes by breaking news. Man, that's crazy. Um, all right. Uh, the other. But, and last thing, last thing, last yeah. thing, last thing, last yep. thing. We very strongly hinted at that. Right. That's why you need to listen. You got to read between the lines. That's why you listen to this. We very strongly hinted at that. Couldn't break it at that point in the morning. I had to wait a, a little bit before the game. But, yes, I, I made it very clear when I said, I want Wisconsin first half. I want Wisconsin uh, given the points, whatever the points are. The only thing I screwed up on was the damn under. Yeah. Well, you, you didn't screw up on that. Uh, Quinn Slazinski killed you. He screwed <laughs> he me up on that. He screwed me up on that. All right. Um, uh, last, last one. Missouri, minus 10.5. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Louisville, we teased that. Missouri, minus 10.5. All right. There you go. We got a couple I'm more. Bradley. We got a couple more here. All right. Um, go. I know you're not going to like this because Ken Palm does not agree, but – uh, I'm taking the, the the points with UCF against Cincy. I think Cincy's not a very good team this year. 
-hmm. And uh, UCF coming off a win over Florida State, um, getting two and a half. I believe Auburn. They beat Auburn too. They beat Auburn too. Yeah, I I like UCF here. Like I don't I don't understand your boy Pom Pom's uh, numbers with this one. Uh, I'm 100 with you. I have I'm 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 on the. You're going against the Palmer. I'm go. I got the UCF money line. Wow. Wow, I can't believe you're going against your boy. This is not unlike you. It, th- th- here's here's the thing and that, that you need to understand about Ken Palm. It is a great guide and a great data point to set up the rest of your analysis. If you look at it and you can say, oh, wow, Ken Palm is overvaluing this team right now, like they are with yeah. Cincinnati and undervaluing this team right now, like they are with UCF, and Vegas puts that much, and, and the DraftKings, like uh, the people that makes the lines at DraftKings put that much value on Ken Palm. That's where we that's where we make our money, Goodman. Right. That's right. why you have to find the stuff in that, the outlier. That is the edge. UCF money line. Let's go. Uh John Mitchell tells us UCF's gone from uh getting one to getting three now. So I like it even uh even more. Uh, oh, oh boy. So we're we're fading the sharps, John. We're fading the sharps. Let's get after it. Uh, all right, a couple more. <laughs> couple more. Gotta go Probably. Purdue, Iowa. Purdue, Iowa, Robert. Uh Iowa's giving seven at home. A uh, little bit of a bounce back game there after not being embarrassed by Gonzaga, but certainly not faring as well as they would have liked. Uh, I'll give the seven here uh, and take the hot guys and and say that Bohannon's going to make a few threes and and they're going to light it up and they're going to take advantage of Purdue from the perimeter, not necessarily from the inside. I think Luca will do Luca's thing, but I think they're going to make some shots and they won't be as exposed. Uh, Purdue's got a lot of young guys playing a lot of minutes. Iowa's an older team. I, I like Iowa here, given seven. Yeah. Um, Purdue is one of those defenses that forces you to try to shoot threes. Uh, almost 48% of their, uh, excuse me, opponents' field goal attempts are from beyond the arc. And they're forcing teams to shoot under 30% from three, which is very good. Um, because they have that much size, they're really good at double in the post. Trevion Williams is one of the guys that, like, Luca's not going to be able to back him down. Um, the other concern I have is, is, the offensive glass, like Purdue's really good to get into the offensive glass because, like, they just have a never ending line of seven foot four monsters. Uh, but I don't know. I love the bounce back spot here for Iowa. There's no way that they shoot four for 22 from three again. Right. Um, I don't know if Jordan Bohannon is ever going to make shots. Like, if you look at it, Jeff, he was seven for 16 against North Carolina. And had 24 points against North Carolina. And the other six games combined this season, yeah. he has 22 total points and is six for 30 from three. Like I, 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 I think I, I don't know. Like well, he's coming he, back from injury. Right. Yeah. A lot has been short. If you if you watch him shoot it, a lot has been short. Uh, you know the hip surgeries. He's had I, think, I believe two. So I think he's still working his way back, and hopefully he he definitely is, man. And I, I I hope he does too because like he's been through a lot and. Yep. Um, he also had one of the the best moves I've ever seen in college basketball, signing his shoe and leaving it on the uh, the Hilton Coliseum court in his last what we thought was his last ever college game. So, uh, Jordan, we 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 need that swag, man. We need that swag back in college basketball. So, hopefully, he gets healthy. Um, I I I like the spot. I don't love the line just because I think that Purdue is going to be able to slow the game down, and seven is a lot of points. Uh, but if like if there's no way I'm taking Iowa or uh, there's no way I'm taking Purdue in that spot. If it's yeah. going to be anything, it's going to be Iowa. What else you got? Quick. Uh, the last one is Texas Tech minus two and a half. I, I just it's a, again bounce back spot. Uh, they were one jumper away from beating Kansas at home. Um, it said they lost, uh, and I just I'm not. I think Oklahoma might not be good. So I'm I'm taking Texas Tech minus two and a half on the road there. Bounce back spot. 
not touching that one, but I am touching San Diego State. Uh, in St. Louis Obispo, playing St. Mary's, neutral site game, given three, bounce back spot. Uh, lose to BYU. I just don't know how good St. Mary's is yet. Like, I like them. I love Randy Bennett. I, I just think generally they take a little bit more time. They've gotten off to a good start. Um, but San Diego State, I think, is, you know, they've just – Mensa, Mitchell, uh, they got some dudes on that team. It'll be a low-scoring game. We know that. I don't even – what's the over-under on that one? You see uh, I, don't have it, I don't have it in front of me. I'll bring it up right now. I'm, I would stay away from the total there because St. Mary's is one of those teams that can get hot from three. They can. Um, I just – I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, the total is 126. <laughs> oh, geez. Is that it? Yeah, 126.5. Right, yeah, Sorry. But I am taking San Diego State and, and giving them three. Of course you are. I am. I of am. Of course you are. And uh, I am I also like taking the points with Abilene Christian. You know how I feel about Joe Golding. Uh, yeah. Getting 14 from Arkansas. I, I, like, I like that one, too. I think Arkansas, here's the thing. Arkansas has played nobody for the most part so far. Not that Abilene Christian is is Texas Tech, uh, but they kept it fairly close against yep. Texas Tech. So I, I like them to, to keep it close. Uh, and Arkansas just played last night, didn't they? And Or two nights ago, and they got off to a slow start against uh, Oral Roberts, ended up beating them by about 10. So, uh, yeah, anyway. All right, that's it for me. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, so you know my, what's a baffling my- line? Can I give you one baffling line before we go? I yeah. believe Vermont is favored by nine against UMass Lowell. This is your your perfect setup here. Mm-hmm. Uh, UMass Lowell beat Vermont last night. It was Vermont's first game of the season. They beat him by eight, uh, and now Vermont is favored by nine. Vermont has owned the American East for forever. Um, but how about that? They come out, they lose in the first game, and now they're favored by nine. In, in that's the, next that's the spot. That's the spot right there. Also – Worth noting along those same lines, Gonzaga did not cover last night against Northwestern State. Tonight they're laying 39. Last night they were laying 42 and a half. Are we, are we going to Gonzaga's process play? Process play says Gonzaga minus 39. I'm just Chicago State couldn't play. I'm, just, I'm really upset Chicago State doesn't have enough dudes to be able to go out there and play today against Iowa State because I was going to fade them. Get back on that train, fade them, and now they're not playing. Why can't we get a few guys to Chicago State should be able to get a few guys from like the local gym or something to come look, in. Look, if if Mark Titus really wants the Chicago State job, he's got to show his dedication. I know. Go I suit know. up. Right. Go, right. go pull a go pull a twenty one Jump Street. He's suit got some eligibility. Like, come pretend, on, Titus. Pretend, you're, pretend your name. Pretend your name is Tark Midas. Right. He's out running the beach in, in in L A. Like he's in shape. Look, I've seen him. I've seen him. Like he's in shape. Right, he's, he's he's good to go. So say your name what is Tark Titus. Would average. Don't put on a jersey. What would Chicago Titus State? average if if <laughs> Titus suited up tonight for the rest of the season for Chicago State? What do you think Titus could average if he if he played real minutes, thirty minutes a game? He can't go beyond that. He'd die. He would average zero points because he would stay on brand and he would not do try to get zero, no stats except points. Nothing. He'd be trying to get twenty five trillions every single game. He might be able to do it. it. Like if there's anybody who could pull that off, yes. trying or not trying, it's it's Mark Titus. It's definitely Mark Titus. All right. So uh, here are my picks. I have the UCF money line. I have Missouri minus 10 and a half. I have the West Virginia money line. I have Louisville minus three. And I have Texas Tech laying 2.5. Goodman, what do you have? Kansas, Iowa, UCF, Louisville, San Diego State, 
Abilene Christian. There you have it. All right. We will see you guys again tomorrow. Let's get some winners tonight, baby.